1: Greetings and welcome into College Golf Talk. Steve Berkowski with you. Brentley Romine will be joining me shortly as there's some interesting news in the college golf world that we wanted to share with you. That's what we do on this podcast. And with that, I waste no time. I welcome in Brendan Von Dorn, Senior Director of Tournament and Membership Affairs with the Corn Ferry Tour. He's got a big announcement. We're thrilled to have him aboard, first of all. Brendan, always good to chat with you, my friend. And I know we've had conversations over the past couple of years about what you're going to throw out there. Uh, The stage is yours. Why do we have you on today? What's the big news?
0: Well, thank you, Steve. It's uh, great to be with you. And it's an exciting day for the PGA Tour and announcing PGA Tour University. You know, this is a program we've been developing for, as you referenced, really quite some time, uh, designed to strengthen and elevate the path to the PGA Tour through the Corn Ferry Tour and the three PGA Tour International Tours the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada, PGA Tour Latino America, and PGA Tour Series China. Um, I think, kind of, to set it up, the best parallel analogy is as we all know, you know, professional golf does not have a draft like many other sports leagues around the world. And though different, This is a unique opportunity for us to similarly identify, prepare and transition those top and elite collegiate players directly into our preparatory tours and do so in a meaningful way. Really, not only for our business, but just as big of that to positively impact the greater game of golf. Uh, You know, to kind of take you back a little bit just on the origin of this. Uh, naturally, uh, I've been close to this. My background uh, has yielded a perspective on it, having to play college golf, coach college golf, now obviously worked in uh, working in the business of golf. You know, we started this concept um, two, three years ago, and um, you know, basically just with an idea on uh, how can we bring value and impact the game, uh, the PGA Tour's developmental system and really with the vision looking forward five, 10 years. Uh, we gained support for the project internally at the PGA Tour, which I'm grateful of, layered in many other smart minds, and went to, to begin work. Um, really, it kind of is shaped no different than a, a tour that we have of the three other developmental tours per se. Really, when you break down all the, the foundational components, we just started layering in pieces. And next thing you know, fast forward, we're we're at June 1st. But uh, it's been a very deliberate and thoughtful strategy all along. Uh, we've gathered feedback from all areas of the golf industry and the golf world, uh, beginning with our members on the PGA Tour and the Corn Ferry Tour, our player advisory councils on both of those tours, our player directors, uh, the college community, for sure. The uh, the coaches fraternity, uh, the golf governing bodies, USJ, RNA, NCAA, the agents and manufacturers. So I truly believe over the time that we've taken to think through all this, we've given it a 360 degree approach uh, to the construction.
1: It's obviously an interesting time for all of us beyond college golf and professional golf, the whole world dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. But if you can put that to the side ever so slightly, it's obviously the most important thing on all of our minds. Through everything you just elaborated uh, about in the process of building this, Brendan, why do you think it's a good time now to get PGA Tour University up and running?
0: Sure. So I would just, you know, broadly say, I think at a base level, I I think this follows the natural evolution we've seen in the game and the quality of the young talent continuing to emerge in the sport onto the PGA Tour. Uh, You know, second to that, I, I think it's undeniable You know, the college game yields an incredibly strong pipeline of players that are the true lifeblood of our tours, from the developmental tours all the way up to the PGA Tour. So you put those two ingredients together, and I guess uh, announcing it today is better than announcing it five years from now. But out of that just natural evolution, I think uh, the idea and the timing is, is really right.
1: When we dive deeper into this to see uh, how this will evolve, how this can change college golf and professional golf, you know, let's, we can get into the weeds really quickly and really deeply. So we'll sort of take it on a case by case level of understanding it, who is eligible, who will reap the benefits of of, a PGA tour university in in the next couple of years. And obviously
0: long-term as well. Sure. Sure. So division one players will be eligible. um, And then beyond that, those division one players that complete a minimum of four years in college. uh, So those fourth, fifth and potentially sixth year players, those are the players that would be eligible um, on a year over year basis.
1: Why do you put in the seniors uh, or why do you limit it to that? Shall we say when we certainly know there are talented Freshmen, sophomores, juniors. What was the thinking to maybe what data would show or realizing the importance uh, of a degree for all for all these student athletes?
0: Sure. So, you know, while obviously there's some some underclassmen and even recently, you know, that have gone and uh, straight out and achieve immediate success as we studied this. Um, staying in school and maturing in college is one of the future predictors of success and really a key characteristic. of the players on the PGA Tour. So we wanted to replicate and build a system that encourages players to just do that, Um, continue their education, you learn how to win in college, you show a sustained high level of play over multiple seasons, you know, you you compete against one another, you rise in our ranking list, and ultimately when the time is right, you know, now this is going to be the vehicle to be that immediate step into our tours. Um, so again, to generalize, I think to some degree, our culture, right? the The world we live in today is focuses on the headlines, some of these specific individual examples you know that only really equate to a handful of phenoms and outliers um, that are very much the exception of the rule. But as we took a look at the makeup of the PGA Tour and the Corn Ferry Tour, overwhelmingly, the percentage of those players uh, have the characteristic of staying four years.
1: What would the rankings look like, Brendan? How will these young men be ranked so they have an understanding of where they are on that list and maybe what they need to do to improve their standing?
0: Sure. So we partner with the World Amateur Golf Ranking, which is obviously administered by the RNA and the USGA to be the basis for our ranking process uh, for this project. We're going to make a few modifications specific for our PGA Tour University ranking list but generally just conceptually as a fan and as a player, you'll be able to follow these rankings week to week. Uh, which should bring great interest and excitement as the college golf season develops um, until the final ranking list is determined at the conclusion of the NCAA division one championships. But uh, just for some basics for you, Burko, um, you know, the ranking period will capture the final two years of collegiate play. So again, in, in simple terms, um, that would be for a senior, his his third and fourth year. For a fifth-year player, that would be his fourth and fifth year. Um, the the ranking will encapture Division One collegiate-only events, as well as PGA Tour events, including the majors, the Masters, the Open Championship, and the U.S. Open. Um, and then specifically, as we get kind of closer to the fall 2020 season and we unveil, the ranking we will have more detail on other specifics, um, you know, as the minimum event divisor with Wager and the waiting system.
1: So when they keep those rankings in mind, it's ultimately the carrot at the end of that line. What will they receive? What's the magic number to get to the Corn Ferry Tour? And, and what's the magic number to get to some of the other ancillary outlets to ultimately
0: make the PGA Tour? Sure. So when the when the final ranking list um, is at the NCAA Division One Championship, at that point, the top five finishers on the official ranking list will receive... Corn Ferry Tour membership and be exempt into all the open full field events uh, beginning the week following the conclusion of the NCAA National Championship through the conclusion of the regular season on the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, additionally, if needed, those players will also be exempt into the final stage of the current year's Corn Ferry Tour qualifying tournament. And then players 6 through 15 on the final ranking list Uh, will receive membership onto one of the PGA Tour International Tours. Um, And they'll also be exempt into all the open full field events beginning the week following the NCAAs through the conclusion of the current season. And they, if needed, will also be exempt into the second stage of the Corn Ferry Tour qualifying tournament. So again, as we just uh, look at uh, the history of college golf and the connection point with the PGA Tour, You know, these are tremendous benefits um, for players now to kind of realize um, as they move forward.
1: You alluded to it. You played college golf. You coach college golf. You are as dialed in uh, as the brainchild to PGA Tour University as anybody out there. What do you ultimately think the impact will be on college golf?
0: Great question. Thank you, Burko, on that. Um, for me, the, the word that immediately sort of comes to mind for this is is really transformational for the college game. I think bringing it to, to new heights that we've never seen before. Um, college golf and the PGA Tour have had a 52-year overlap. And, and as I just referenced, sort of there's never been this formal connection between the two. And this Truly paves uh, a new aspirational path for all college players. Um, This is a very logical, objective path that's in front of you um, as a freshman now to a senior. You know, I think this will have widespread ramifications internationally for players um, growing up that maybe come and choose now to play college golf um, at the NCAA level as this is a viable avenue for their professional aspirations. You know, and I think Um, for. For college golf uh, on television, the exposure that you you guys are all doing wonderfully, Um, I think that will will show and and broadcast um, this whole project. Uh, Fantastic!
1: Well, we appreciate you saying that, and it's hard not to envision with the timing of this that we would be at Greyhawk in Arizona for the men's NCAA Division One golf championships, and the title is huge. The camaraderie, the drama, the suspense. But now you guys have added another layer of, uh-oh, what did that finish do to those rankings? And let's be honest, people are going to look at their phone or computer or however quickly it can be turned around and say, did I go from 6 to 5 or did I go from 16 to 14? So you've added a whole other dimension uh, of excitement and, and, as you said, potential. It's transformational moving forward for college golf. Now on the flip side, Brendan, what do you think the impact of this new endeavor will have on the corn Ferry tour and other tours under the pga tour umbrella uh
0: i think it'll do many things uh, i think you know inherently uh the caliber of these players will will strengthen the quality and the depth of our fields on the corn Ferry tour and the international tours um i think this allows us to tell stories and market these collegiate players earlier than ever through your lenses on the golf channel you know, and one day these players will matriculate to the PGA Tour. So we're just catching them much earlier. I think for us, um, it allows us a new platform to engage with um, new and existing fan bases. There's no doubt an affinity for college in this country. Uh, and that's core to our business. And, and really lastly, um, and very importantly across all our tours, this allows us a vehicle to ensure we have the very best talent and players around the world choosing our tours.
1: As this developed, what was the reaction of the folks that you work alongside and for at the PGA Tour as you initiated the concept and now we're uh, announcing or you guys are announcing it? I mean, you report to some pretty powerful individuals (laughs) in the game of golf. How much of a sell job was it? You know, sort of condensed version of what that two, three year process was from pitching it to seeing it
0: born uh you know we we got we ha- i had a lot of support in, in the building all the way up you know um to the to the commissioner's office um to everyone you know inside the building touching this and i think it's it's not a one person effort here um across you know the two three year period uh, there's a there's a lot of excitement in the building and i think this is something new uh you know we've had our developmental tours for since 2013 14 and 15 and this is now um, a new strategy for us and a new avenue. So uh, there has been a ton of support, which again, I'm I'm very grateful for. And, and um, I truly believe this will uh, bring us um, great fruits in the future.
1: Well, it's been a heck of a process. I remember the conversations you and I had two, three, four years ago, picking my brain, getting my thoughts. Not sure what you could get from my, my brain, but uh, I uh, truly appreciated uh, just having a little bit of input and, and what you and everyone uh, with the PGA tour has been able to do, evolve, progress. And lo and behold, I knew this was coming. You knew it was coming, <laughs> but not many realized uh, what truly was going to be developed here. I said it before. I think it's a home run. I think you've knocked it out of the park. We appreciate you sharing a little bit of the insight on the, uh, the nurturing and development of this and, uh, Brendan, we certainly wish you all the best. I think you got a winner here.
0: Appreciate it, Burko, and thank you uh, for your support on this and your support in college golf and um, the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, thank you very much.
1: Now, absolute pleasure. Happy to work alongside and help you guys out. Brendan Von Dorn, Senior Director, Tournament and Membership Affairs for the Corn Ferry Tour. With the big announcement today, PGA Tour University is born. Let's call it June 1st. That is the birthday that will live. Uh, in infamy moving forward for years and years to come. I promised Brentley Romine would join us. Brentley Romine is joining us. And Brentley, we sort of knew. We had a sneak peek of what was coming on, but to now put it in our podcast forum, and to hear Brendan sort of go through uh, in 10 or 15 minutes the whole development, what is your initial reaction to what PGA uh, PGA Tour University uh, will do, can do, and and, uh, hope to do for many years to come?
2: I liked his word "transformational." I wrote down a very similar word in "revolutionary." I mean, it's like it kind like of it. it's kind of the same thing, and you know, it's it's just uh, it's a wonderful thing for college golf, I think, because um, you know, right now there's so much uncertainty, uh, uncertainty um, surrounding this pandemic about you know what's college golf going to look like this fall, and I think this is a, a real right spot and something to look forward to. And I know I've heard, you know, recent discussions involving like the PGA tour and, you know, other sports leagues that this crazy time is a time to really try new things. And I know this program has been in the works for, you know, several years now, but um, it's almost perfect timing because I think this is something new and it's, it's, it's something great. And I think, um, you know, moving forward, looking five, 10, 15 years down the line, it's, it's just going to be nothing but, uh, you know, beneficial or beneficial to college golf and combine that with the name, uh, image and likeness stuff that we're likely to see in three, four years. And college golf is going to look so much different, but it's going to look so much better. I think.
1: Yeah. I I'm a hundred percent on board with all those thoughts. I love transformational. I love revolutionary. And, you know, I alluded to it with Brendan, you know, you can't put the pandemic aside, but we will get through it. We'll get back to some sense of normalcy. And, and But the combination of the timing of it all with the announcement, I think you hit it on the head of we need good news. We need something to be excited about in the college golf world and golf in general. And, and I just said it. We'd be in Arizona right now on on Monday, June 1st. Uh, it would be a a special day, so to be able to announce this is is kind of cool to see what could happen moving forward. What's been some of the initial reaction you've heard from from any coaches, from any players of what this can do? we We can give our thoughts all day long, but what are you hearing uh, the skinny out there from from those that will be impacted?
2: Yeah, so I mean just just talking to to coaches who were obviously in the know um yeah they 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 pretty much agree i mean there's there's really no negative to this program because um as as brendan mentioned earlier it helps out both parties it it bolsters the corn Ferry tour and those tours because it gives them some of these big names like the john augensteins and the Cole hammers and things like that it gives them access and a place to play to where they don't end up in a situation where they play badly or, or play poorly during Q school and don't make it for a couple of years. So it bolsters the corn furry tour and those tours, but it also helps college golf because I mean, it's, it's keeping kids in school that probably should stay in school. Like you're always going to have the outliers. You're always going to have the, the John or I John Rom's a bad example. Cause he stayed four years, but you're always going to have like the, the horse fields and you know, players like that, that, that leave early Matt Wolf left after two years. So. I mean, you're, you're always going to have this after
1: two years, Justin Thomas, yeah, Jordan speed, speed after three years and a half. Yeah.
2: But yeah. You know, a guy that maybe left after three years and it took him a while to get, you know, on the tour or he never made it, you know, maybe if this thing was in, you know, in effect five, six years ago or 10 years ago, there might be a guy that we forgot about, like, you know, Alvin Choi, you know, a, he, he left early, but, maybe if he had stayed that extra year, maybe he wouldn't be some giant caddy right now, you know? So um, it's just a bunch of, bunch of stuff to, to think about, but, um, you know, I'm just really stoked to see how this all turns out. And, um, you know, can't wait to get to that NCAA championship in June where we're keeping one eye on this, uh, uh, you know, standings.
1: Yeah. It's going to be another stat board, another uh, list of names and, you know, you, you bring up some interesting points. I talked to Ryan Hibble, the head coach from Oklahoma, because with the pandemic and the rest of the college golf season canceled, the NCAA, if you're just listening for the first time, has extended that extra year, the bonus year, call it for the seniors to have that mulligan in a second go around. So you already had a lot of kids that were getting ready to turn professional, now have to reevaluate everything because. Where were they going? There's no Corn Ferry Tour Q School. It is a mega season out there through 21. So there was already that uncertainty. And then you had someone like Oklahoma, Ryan Hibble, the head coach, Quade Cummins, Garrett Reban, of kids that were contemplating coming back to begin with. And I spoke to uh, Coach Hibble last uh, Wednesday to get his understanding. And he said, absolutely that PGA tour university was a piece of the puzzle for those two kids to come back. When those rankings are going to be released, both of them probably will be in the top five, if not almost definitely in the top eight to 10. So they would be high up there. And why wouldn't you say, I can come play for my team. Every school is going to be different from the financial support, but if the scholarship is still available and the school wants to offer it, And you've got nowhere to go. (laughs) There is nowhere to play. This gives them an absolute home run. Uh, I mean, I also spoke to Sahet Thagala last Thursday. And he's back and forth and likely will stay professional. Said he'll uh, believes that he will get three, four starts on the PGA Tour. But he said the only reason he is contemplating it of maybe coming back for a sixth year because he was – uh, injured uh, and had a redshirt season a year ago is because of PGA Tour University. But gala is almost that outlier that we were talking about, even though he's a fifth-year senior. You win the Fred Haskins Award presented by Steve Full. There are opportunities to get PGA Tour starts, but not many of them, considering you know the world we live in now. So those are just a few of the guys I've chatted with, and they're all saying, "Boy." it's a game changer. Now, how much it changes their individual choice, uh, you know, remains to be seen. But I think 70, 80, 90% of them come back to school, Brentley. And a big part of that is because of what we just announced.
2: Yeah, it just goes back to talking about like the perfect timing of this. Like, obviously, there's so much, you know, going on outside of golf right now. But it really couldn't have worked out better for for these guys. Because what happens if there's not PGA Tour U? you know, you're basically coming back to school, or you're turning pro and you're just kind of hoping to get starts. Now, I I do agree with you and that a guy like Sahith, I even thought maybe Augustine would would be able to get those seven starts throughout this throughout this next tour season, because the PGA tour season, at least next year, it's not it's not really limited. I mean, we don't know from this point forward, obviously, we saw the the deer just get canceled. So we don't know what other events are going to get canceled or moved around. But as of right now, it looks like there's still going to be, you know, some room for Asaha Sagala for like an Andy Ogle tree to get a sponsor exemption and try to make it through. But, uh, you know, I, I I had plenty of of seniors in the last month text me and ask like, hey, like, have you heard anything about PGA Tour U? Because I've heard like some rumblings about it, but I'm not sure. Like, is it still on? Is it still going to happen? And that just kind of proves, you know, that, this is a really big thing. I mean, you look at uh, Augenstein's statement when he announced he was coming back to Vandy. He mentioned PGA Tour U in that, and that that was a huge, uh, you know, carrot to to him coming back. But I will say this: I was crunching some numbers. Well, not really crunching numbers, but just gathering a list of names of the guys who are coming back. And you have John Augenstein, Kevin U from Arizona State, the two Oklahoma boys you mentioned, Cooper Dossie, an All-American at Baylor. Yovan Rabula uh, from Auburn, who's Ernie Elsa's nephew. I mean, those are just the guys coming back. And then you couple them with the rising seniors, the John Pax, Davis Thompson, Austin Eckro, Noah Goodwin. It's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty tough to get one of those five Corn Ferry tour cards. It, it might even be tougher than, than Q school to, to get a card, because obviously there's more than five corn Ferry tour cards available at Cusco but I think it's probably going to be tougher for these guys to get one of those five
1: yeah it's it's shaping up and lining up to be absolutely spectacular and I also you did a little diving I went back to the fall of 18 when Davis Riley from Alabama and Will Zalatoris from Wake Forest both turned uh, yeah, both turned professional with a semester to go in their senior year. Will and Davis are both on the Corn Ferry Tour now. They're both in a nice position in this mega season to get to the PGA Tour. They're roommates in Dallas, which is kind of ironic. Uh, and U.S. I talked junior to get-
2: finalists will be yeah. Davis in the final in 2014 at Carlton Woods. And,
1: and yet they still live together. They can coexist. Um, but I spoke to them last Wednesday uh, and they both had different perspectives, and it, and it's I think it's it was challenging for me to say, well, you're already out here, but take yourself back in time, and if this was your decision, uh, you know what would you have done? And, and Davis Riley said uh, he definitely would have considered it, probably would have impacted his decision. Would have thought pretty hard about leaving, um, and it is very intriguing what all these young men are gonna contemplate moving forward not only this year but in years ahead uh, and again he doesn't regret it he said he learned a lot from his starts etc and then I talked to Will Zalatoris right after and he said it's a great hypothetical question he like Sahif had that sense he he was going to get five or six PGA Tour starts that following year in 2019 on the west coast and most of them early so he's he kind of said, I I probably would have gone regardless because I knew I had that opportunity moving forward. But those are two young men in a similar boat with similar resumes that sort of looked at it a little bit differently. But the common thread was, oh, yeah, I would have thought differently. I would have thought hard about it. And ultimately, it might have changed their decision. And I think we'll see that each and every year when we get to your point, these student athletes don't get me wrong they're all very good there's only a certain amount that will actually make it that's just the bottom line
2: yeah it, it i i would be interested to actually go back in time and, and put them in that situation i mean if if you're talking about Wells out torres if he was number one or number two on the on the pga tour U standings I, I i just couldn't see him you know leaving you know leaving only two and a half or three more months of college golf on the table when. Because I mean, you also look at a guy like Justin Suh, who last summer was—I mean, we were talking about the Big Four, you know, with Wolf and Morikawa and Hovland. Like so was that fourth guy at Travelers that was up on the podium, and you know, he had a wrist injury. You know, kind of got hurt, was playing uh, some pretty poor golf during the summer, and didn't play well in his sponsor exemptions on on, on the PGA Tour. And then he gets to Q School and he doesn't make it to the final stage. So now he's like, you know, and then you, you know, on top of everything, all this COVID stuff happens and it just pushes, it adds another year, you know? So, I mean, he's, he could hypothetically get on the tour three years after, you know, more cow and wolf and all them do. So I, I think this is a really safe, like security blanket for, for these college seniors, because it, it guarantees you at least this handful of starts to where like a Davis Riley, like he had to go out and, and make the most of those one or two that he had yeah. and earn it. And, and some guys can, and frankly, you know, I think most of the top guys in college golf every year are just as good as any of those guys in the corn ferry tour. I mean, yeah, there's probably some guys who are more experienced, maybe two or three guys that were a part of that college crop the year before. But I mean, you throw, kevin you or john Ongenstein in a corn fairy tour event right now and you know they could I, I wouldn't be surprised if if they would go out and win one or at least finish top 10 so i mean um i
1: i think true, another- true for the most part although i thought the same thing about norman john starting the corn fairy tour in 2019 so yeah well no that's there, that's true there's
2: always going to be are awards.
1: exceptions yeah. Yeah. yeah there's
2: always going to be exceptions but Overall, the talent level is not that far off. I mean, heck, the talent level from the top amateurs to the PGA Tour is not that far off, at least the average tour player. But another thing that that's interesting though is is I, you, you just know some people are going to come out and say, um, you know, well these these cards, these five cards, have to come from somewhere. Like, they're these college kids are taking these guys' jobs. But the important thing to realize, and because I I know we're going to get some of that on social media or some people are going to comment on that. And my response to that would be when, when this thing rolls out, it's going to be June. I mean, those guys on the corn Ferry tour are going to have five months or four months to play golf. And if you're in the bottom of that priority ranking, which is where these five are going to come from, you've played pretty bad. So you don't really, I mean, you've, you've had your chance. um, You know, there's really no argument um to say that those guys are more deserving than these kids come out of college because these kids come out of college have basically played a form of Q school you know the college season is basically like another Q school and I mean heck with the courses that they play on some of the players they play against and having to bring it you know every every tournament throughout a span of six months or something like that that's that's pretty tough
1: yeah, it's bigger picture. You're right. If people have concerns about that, it's the old easy answer. <laughs> Play better. And and as <laughs> Will Zalator said as as we wrap it up, you know, to put me back in that position, it would be different. But those are the outliers that I think people will have to decide. And even if you stay in school, like let's say Will stayed in school and still got six starts. Do you take them on the PJ tour or do you take your seven or eight on the Corn Ferry tour? There are going to be one or two guys, I believe, each and every year that will have some choices to make. But to Brendan's original point, it's the connection now between college golf, the Corn Ferry Tour, the international tours, and ultimately the PGA Tour. And it'll be intriguing once the rankings come out to get a little more perspective of maybe how they'll differ from other college rankings out there. Bottom line, they've done the homework. They've come up with a plan. Uh, I think, again, I've said it all. All year long, as long as I've known it, it's been a while. I think it's a home run. I think it's a great thing for college golf, and that's why we brought you this little bonus college golf talk podcast on Monday, June 1st. If you watch the women's simulation of what we did, we'll come back on Wednesday because we'll simulate how we thought the men's national championships would play out from Greyhawks. We've been keeping busy, even though they're not playing college golf, but we will continue to do that. I'll end this as I did last week uh with the the previous podcast if there's breaking news if something's changing brentley and i are going to hop on and we will certainly keep you in the loop but until next time (laughs) well yes let's hope there's good news it's coming this is good news yeah this is a good start moving forward we always appreciate everyone for listening tuning in and until next time when we meet on college golf talk uh for brentley i'm burko we'll do it again soon take care One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need.